Hey there. Ever feel like you just need a break from the day-to-day of work, put on that out of office and be alongside peers learning from fellow nonprofits and industry experts on what they see working when it comes to fundraising, marketing, growing a monthly giving program, retention, everything that encompasses what you do? Well, if so, I have two events for you to mark down. June 4th and 5th is Donor Perfect's Community Conference Spark. It is for any fundraiser wanting to excel in donor management, program innovation, community engagement, and organizational growth, and it is free. So click the link in the show notes to register. And then an event that I have attended three years in a row is the NEO Summit, combining practical, actionable, and very data-informed content with also this really electric and immersive atmosphere. The NEO Summit is more than just a conference. It is a really fun and great place to get away from your desk and innovate your fundraising and accelerate your impact. So you can join hundreds of your fellow nonprofit professionals in Indianapolis in September on the 18th and 19th. And you can save $600 on your ticket right here. It is the lowest price available anywhere. So click the link in the show notes for both of these events. They are incredible. They put on an incredible speaker presentation, all tons of great resources for you. Invest in yourself and the growth of your organization by attending these two phenomenal events. So over 400 million active users on the TikTok platform every single week are over the age of 30, spending 82 minutes a day on TikTok. That's you and me. That's your audience. That's your demographic. Hey there, you're listening to the Missions to Movements podcast, and I'm your host, Dana Snyder, digital strategist for nonprofits and founder and CEO of Positive Equation. This show highlights the digital strategies of organizations making a positive impact in the world. Ready to learn the latest trends, actionable tips, and the real stories from behind the feed? Let's transform your mission into a movement. Did you think TikTok was just for kids? Guess again. Today's guest, Samantha, is a TikTok coach, and she shocked me when she shared that 52% of TikTok's U.S. users are over 30 years old. Samantha is a TikTok coach on a mission to convince you that TikTok is not just for teenagers and no dancing required. In this episode, we're going to dive into why it's such a great platform for nonprofits, content ideas, the difference between Instagram and TikTok's algorithm, and so much more. Let's go meet your TikTok coach, Sam. All right, Samantha is here, and I am super excited because there is a platform that I am definitely a novice at, and I think shares a lot of intimidation with the group that might be listening to this. And we don't need to be intimidated, right, Samantha, about TikTok? (laughs) Absolutely not. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited you're here. Samantha is a TikTok coach strategist. She has built her own channel to 130,000 plus followers. I believe this could be incorrect based upon the time of this recording, but she's killing it on there and sharing her gift with businesses and brands. And so I wanted her to come on here to share some of her TikTok magic with us. So Samantha, you really started experimenting with TikTok and then realized there's a huge potential for businesses. Can you share how you got started on the platform? 
It was all by accident. So what happened was I had a separate business. It was in the travel industry two years ago, and we all know what happened. And COVID really put a damper on my moods back then. I went to a dark place. I'm not going to lie. I was like really sad about what happened. So I turned to TikTok as a way to distract myself. And that's where I saw the good of the community. I was being entertained. I was getting inspired. I was even learning on a day-to-day basis. But I realized businesses were not using it to its full potential because everyone assumed it's just for kids. So I, I took this opportunity to really master the algorithm and learn everything I can about TikTok to see how I can use it to help myself make money and then teach other businesses how to make money. So it's kind of by accident. Don't tell my parents, but. I love that. No, and that's so beautiful. And I think that's the thing is it was, so you just jumped on TikTok a year ago, roughly two years ago? It was like two and a half years ago. Yeah. Okay. Two and a half years ago and have made an incredible impact since. I think, honestly, TikTok has taken the world by storm. And I think proof of this is I follow Adam, the head of Instagram, a lot. And he called out TikTok as one of their largest competitors. But yet, like you mentioned, there's still some hesitation about maybe nonprofits or brands using the platform. So can you speak a little bit to why do you think it is a great platform specifically for nonprofits and maybe even consultants in the nonprofit space? At the end of the day, it's video. Video, it's short form video. And we all know our attention span is actually very short nowadays. We actually have a less attention span than a goldfish surprisingly. <laughs> and so what well, the video can convey the same message in a shorter time frame than if I was to read a long blog post or to read an article or to see your perfect Instagram picture with some caption underneath. I'm not going to sit there and most of your audience is not going to sit there scrolling and reading 50 different posts, but they will sit there and watch 50 videos. People like posts, people share video. And that's the biggest difference on why businesses are doing so well on TikTok. Oh, I love that. I mean, what's really the difference between the two? So a lot of organizations are on Instagram and maybe they're considering doing Reels versus TikTok. And I know you have both of them as well. What's the difference between the two? And have you really seen better success on one versus the other? Okay. So let's talk about the algorithm difference. I think that will be really interesting for your viewers to know. When you think of Instagram, let's talk about Instagram first, static posts. So that's where you're posting a picture and then you put some caption on it, maybe make a carousel. And so what happens is that your content is being sent out to your network people, people that are following you, engaging with you often. That includes your friends, your family, your other entrepreneurs that are supporting you, cheering you on not always necessarily your ideal audience. And so the only way your content on Instagram, the static posts are getting shared by to your outside audience is if someone else shares it as well, or people are looking specifically for your products and services. Now on TikTok side, how the algorithm works on there is that no matter if you have 1 million followers or just one follower, your content's going to get sent out to about more people that aren't following you than actually are. So you're reaching a whole new audience every single time you're posting. And that mixture, it goes about 30% of your followers, 30% of your local people in your area, and 30% of people based on the hashtags you're using who would really enjoy your content. So 50% of the time, it's not your followers. It's a whole new audience. 
That's super interesting. Okay, so can we speak to, let's dive in there a little bit because I like to get nitty gritty in the details. So I love the fact, and I've noticed this too, that the engagement rate on TikTok, I was reading something crazy, like it's 50% or something, even if you have a thousand followers on TikTok, which obviously you don't get anywhere near close to that on Instagram. How do we specify or how do we use the right hashtags with TikTok? So when it comes to hashtags, we kind of do differently than Instagram. Instagram, people are using it as a search engine. So if you're like an Instagram coach yourself, they're going to use hashtag Instagram, hashtag Instagram strategies. But what's going to happen on TikTok is if that you use that, you're going to get your content sent out to other Instagram strategists, Instagram coaches. And so what you want to do with your hashtags on TikTok, and keep in mind, you only have about 150 characters to include all your hashtags and captions, that means that you won't have a lot of hashtags to use. So you want to be very strategic on which hashtags you use. So use hashtags majority of the time of what your audience is using to describe themselves. So if you're a nonprofit and you're targeting the single moms, use hashtag single moms, single moms over 40, hashtag mom of teenagers. Describe what your audience would be using as if they would be posting it on TikTok. Oh, that's fascinating. Okay. And so the other difference I just heard there is on Instagram, where they say you can post up to 20, 30 hashtags. That's definitely not the case on TikTok. What do you say is like the average that you should have? Usually I tell my clients, you have about seven max. And of those seven, you really want more than half of them to be what your ideal audience is using on that. That does depend on how long your hashtags are. Like my hashtags are really long. I use a lot of hashtag women entrepreneurs, hashtag women entrepreneur journey. It's like a million characters right there. So just be mindful of which one you're using. (laughs) Entrepreneur, that's a long word to use in numerous hashtags. (laughs) I love that. Okay, that's amazing. So let's talk demographics because I think this is the other misnomer that you spoke about thinking that only kids are on there. And I was reading something that since the pandemic, actually, the audience has significantly changed. So who's actually on TikTok these days? People like you and me, our age demographic, the ones that started MySpace and Facebook <laughs> right in the beginning. We're taking over TikTok. So the numbers <laughs> of this includes TikTok's been downloaded over 3 billion times, Dana. And that was actually the most searched and visited website over Google two months ago. Like that's crazy. No way. So what does that mean? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So of those 3 billion downloads, you have over 400 million active users over the age of 30 spending 82 minutes a day on TikTok. A day. Wait, hold on. Can we just say that the people in the back? Can you say that again? (laughs) So over 400 million active users on the TikTok platform every single week are over the age of 30, spending 82 minutes a day on TikTok. Over the age of 30, everyone. That's That's you and me. That's your audience. That's your demographic. That's amazing. Okay, so we're talking millennials and older. And boomers. Yeah, boomers. Wow. They're jumping on because at the end of the day, we're going to see more and more growth on TikTok and it's not coming from Gen Z. They've already been on there. It's going to be coming over the age of 46-year-olds. Wow, that's incredible. Okay, so when we're going on there, right, these millennials, boomers, et cetera, 
if a nonprofit was saying like, okay, this sounds awesome. We should be there. We should be testing out this platform. If they're looking to get their start, what types of content should they start testing? You want to start off with your top 10 FAQs. You don't want to try to be the funniest. Trust me, guys. I thought I was the funniest. I'm like, I told my husband, I'm like, I'm going to jump on TikTok because I'm so funny and you're so lucky you have me and you're the wife. And I get on TikTok and I'm a negative two out of 10 on TikTok because everyone is so funny. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's a lot of competition out there. A lot in terms of being entertaining and funny. But what you guys as a, as a nonprofit organization can do is educate your audience. The one-tenth of the information you guys have onto the platform and share the stories of the people you've helped, the people you want to help and the journeys of what's going on in the world today. You started this mission for a reason. So bring awareness on it on a platform like TikTok where people who don't know who you guys are, don't know there's a problem out there and don't know there's a solution out there for them. Love that. Okay, so top 10 FAQs. Can you give me like two examples? Yeah, for sure. Let's pick a dog charity. So give us some stats around this. Like maybe one in four dogs are going to be incarcerated before they're even three years old because they are wandering the streets or one in three dogs are in an abused home. And you can share the stories of what these dogs are going through before they're rescued by your organization. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So you basically are thinking about what are the top questions that people are always asking about your organization, maybe the top 10 things you want to showcase about your organization and create content based upon that list. Is that essentially like a good starting point? That's a great starting point. I mean, there's other ways I use to find more content for my audience. Write this all down, guys. Answerthepublic.com. Answerthepublic.com. This is going to give you a great resource where it gives you all the five W's and the how's of what other people are Googling in your industry. And when you create content around that, they're going to be like, wow, you were in my mind. I did not realize I was thinking about this. And start with some of the mistakes that your audience is making, the myths that people assume that you can debunk as well. That's a great one. So so let's say we have our FAQs. Maybe we have some about our missions. Maybe we have some stories. Is there a content strategy for the cadence of content? How often should we be posting on TikTok for TikTok to say, okay, like you're active on here and you're posting enough. So we're going to showcase your content more. Does that exist there? So yeah, you do want to be consistent with everything you do. Any social media platform, really. You want to be consistent. Don't worry about frequency. Frequency is less important than consistency, but quality is still king. At the end of the day, when TikTok is going to continue to grow and really grow past Instagram and Facebook, there's going to be more competition and you can't win with quantity. You can only win quality. So be mindful of how often you're posting, but also be consistent about it with the quality of content. So the rule of thumb for me is if you are just starting out, start with three to five a week. That's pretty doable. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you use a specific editing tool outside of TikTok or do you edit everything in TikTok? I do. So I actually film a lot of my content off of the platform. And so I'll film it with my regular phone on my iPhone. And the reason behind that is because A, you get to keep the master copy so you can repurpose it to any other channels. So if you make a mistake within TikTok, you're not 
bamboozled by it. A huge mistake that I kept making before was my audio was too low compared to my music. And you can't even hear what I'm saying. So you really want the original copy on your phone. The second thing is quality matters on TikTok. You have three seconds, three seconds to get your audience to figure out if they should stay on your video. And so you don't want that one reason be because the quality is so blurry or pixelated. And so when I film on my camera, it's a lot higher quality than if I film in TikTok itself. Got you. Okay. So even if you're just doing it through the iPhone camera. I use the iPhone camera and then I just use an app called InShot and it just helps me cut up my video into clips and cuts out any bloopers. Got it. So InShot as the app for editing and just record it straight into your phone. Awesome. There was something that I watched. Of course, I went to your TikTok. You had a great video where you were saying there's three questions to ask yourself when launching a new video. Can you share what those three questions are that somebody like when they're launching a video, does it do A, B, and C? Gotcha. So I think the video you're referring to, because I might have done a few of those videos, you want to answer three or four questions about before posting your video. First is asking yourself, what is the overall goal of the video? Again, it's social media. It's not here to just sell, 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 and ask your audience to donate, donate, donate. It's here to nurture and market to your ideal audience on getting them to see the overall problem and how your organization is going to help going down the road. So is it your goal to build your community, build up your following, bring more awareness, inspire others, telling a story, educate, entertain, or promote your organization? So there's, those are the eight usually default ways of understanding what your overall goal of this actual video is. The second thing is ask yourself, who is this video for? Is this for your code audience? Your code audience are the people who don't know who you are, don't know there's a problem, don't know there's a solution. Or is it for your warm audience? The one that understands what you guys are doing, understands the videos that you're producing and but haven't clicked the link yet. And then your hot audience are the ones that are loving the videos they're creating, engaging and asking great questions all the time. They just need the next step to see where you want them to go. The third question is asking yourself, is this on brand? You don't want to be all over the place, meaning you don't want to be funny, then sad, then inspirational, then like storytelling. Then you kind of want to stick with three main adjectives consistently on your TikTok brand. So for example, I like to be funny, knowledgeable, or passionate. I'm not all three in all my videos, but I am going to be one of the three. And the last question to ask yourself, is this self-serving or user-focused? And the easiest way to change your videos around to being from self to user-focused is changing the words I and me to you and your. That changes the entire conversation in your video and it makes it look like you're talking to one person. Oh, that is so good. My mind is just like spinning right now. <laughs> That's amazing. I have a quick question. When you were talking about the three different audiences, the cold, the warm, and the hot, to try and... I don't know if there's a way to do this. If there's a way to target those audiences to see that content, would you do that through the hashtags you talked about? They are in relations to where you are at to them. So for example, I target a lot of women entrepreneurs. But my, the women entrepreneurs are for the first time seeing my content. They're the cold audience versus women entrepreneurs that are following me, engaging, haven't purchased from me yet, but they're always asking questions about me. So they're in relations to where you are at in presence. Got it. Okay. That's actually a great point that you just mentioned. They haven't purchased from you yet. With TikTok, do you see it as more of a brand awareness, brand recognition play 
versus engagement or both or I guess and or do you see people clicking on a link to take an action? I guess what's the strongest call to action on the platform or what do you see working? Absolutely. The whole idea of what I do is making sure my clients are not only building their following, but at the end of the day, people are getting off the platform to checking up them, purchasing from them, working with them, donating with them. So there's, we use TikTok as a vessel, not the overall goal here. And so your call to action should be in relation to who you're trying to talk to. For example, your code audience, they're not going to donate right off the bat and they're not going to get off the platform for one video that you do. They don't know who you are yet. They want to see that you, you're delivering value to them first and then continuing to educate and inspire and telling the stories that they're most interested in. And so your call to actions for your cold audience will be very different from your hot audience. A cold audience ones can be simple ones like follow for more, DM us to learn more, like for part two. Whereas your hot audience, those are the ones that if this story resonates with you, come book a call with us, or here's a link for you to donate to our cause. Yeah, because I know there's now a donate button that nonprofits can add to their profiles in TikTok. So they can donate, they can apply for that to add right into TikTok. So I'm really curious to see. I think that's still kind of new. So I'm excited to see how that works and resonates with people on the platform. Leaning into this, I love data or any of the listeners know I love data and how it can really inform your digital strategies. What type of metrics should organizations be tracking when it comes to TikTok? So before we go into the data side of your actual video, I want you to know that there are five metrics in order for your videos to be seen by more people. And the top ones, the likes is a basic, comments is basic, but the top three include shares, completion watch time, and rewatches. So you really want to hit these three metrics. And so you want to pay attention to, well, how often are people sharing your content? Because you want to create shareable content. At the end of the day, TikTok wants people to stay on the platform. And if you're going to create shareable content, that's where they're going to reward you by sending your content out to more people of your ideal audience. Now, with your analytics, when you take a look at your analytics, I want you to pay attention to how often are people staying on your video and when are they, what's the average of how long they're staying there? So if people are staying on average 10 seconds out of your 60 second videos, that means you're losing them around seven second mark. And so you want to fix what that could be. And it could be something where your story is just going too long. It's not adding another level of value to the video, or maybe it was just a bad quality lighting and it's just a dead space where you're doing ahs, ums, eh. And those moments are the ones where people are going to scroll away. The moment you sound unsure is when they're going to scroll away. So how you fix that is just through the editing app in shot, cut out those uhs and ums and uhs. That's it. It's very native on TikTok for your videos to go into jump cuts and it's okay. Yes. Yes. Just make it very quick. Yeah. Make it very quick. Quick and punchy. And if you feel like you need more practice with video, getting on camera on video, just record one sentence at a time. I do that all the time. I don't remember everything. <laughs> oh, that's a great point. Yeah. And there's also, this is another little hack. There's teleprompter apps. So if there is like a script that you wanted to say, you can download it on your phone, put in the notes that you have, and then you can just read a script directly from your phone. Very cool. I don't know. Does it look like you're reading though? Like, I don't know if your eyes looking down at the screen. I don't think so. 
I mean, if you're probably going like literally, if your head is moving from side to side, then maybe. But if you, another trick for that is have slight movement in your head, like tilting. So it looks like you're talking or lean back and forth or just add some movement to your body so that people aren't focused on the direction of where your eyes are. That's a good tip. I did not realize that. That's really good. So that's interesting. So that's very different. Instagram, to my knowledge, doesn't show you video completion rates. Keep in mind, Instagram Reels is still fairly new compared to TikTok. Like TikTok has been around for, I don't know, say 2018 officially. And so Reels is a very good copy of what TikTok has, but it doesn't have all the features of what TikTok has yet. So the analytics, it's very basic, I will say, compared to what you can get on TikTok. You can see your demographic. You can see where they're finding your content from. You can see the average completion watch time. There's a lot more information on there as well. And you can see when people are coming online as well. Oh, interesting. Okay, so a really good indicator of success, if I'm hearing this right, is the average watch time, your shares... And what was the third one? Average watch time, shares, and rewatches. So if someone watches your videos, yeah. So keep your video short as well. Ooh, okay. So yeah, so it makes them, if it's quick and punchy, then they'll be able to rewatch it over and over. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to watch your video if it's five minutes again. (laughs) (laughs) My attention span is like 10 seconds. (laughs) Yes, that's very true. Is there a good length to TikTok videos? I usually go by 30 seconds. Again, your audience is going to be watching 100 to 300 videos on the platform until they get to your videos. And so while you might be like 30 seconds, how am I going to get fit all my content in there? Do a part two, do part three, do part four. You do not need to fit everything into one video and make it so overly complicated that I'm like, I don't know what you want me to do. I don't know what you want me to take from this video. It's just too much. Ooh, that's a great tactic. And this is very true. I remember... My husband was actually, he downloaded the TikTok app to do business research for his company as to what other organizations were doing. And he's in like the tech and stock market finance space. And I swear he ended up going down the TikTok algorithm. He was on there for like two and a half hours. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, this is actually awesome. And I think TikTok also does a really good job of understanding what it is you like And it keeps popping up pieces of content that are relevant to you, which is fascinating, which I don't think the Instagram algorithm does as much yet. So Samantha, I have a question for you. I know you do a lot of work with different clients and brands. Can you take us behind the scenes of one of your favorite campaigns on TikTok? There's so many to do. Okay, so there's this one. I worked with this brand that was a makeup company and they're a global makeup company. And what you notice on Instagram was every makeup company out there is perfect. Like they put it on the makeups and they just show you the tutorials. And I'm like, we gotta do something a little different. Let's educate, but in a fun, enlightened way. And so we made their products into little mini mascots on TikTok and just like educating the whole, like why your skin gets so dry. And we're not even showing your products being applied to the skin. And people are just dying and loving and asking like, where can we find these products? And we sold out and they actually asked us to pause their marketing plan because it was just like, this is too good. And we didn't expect our products to sell out. Can we just pause our campaign right now? Wow, that's amazing. Okay, so explain what that means. So you turn them into mascots. What did that look like? So we made them into little skits explaining like how hormones work, why acne happens, why you should be 
priming your face before adding your foundation on. And it was a lot more information for our audience to go, I did not realize that's the case or this is the mistakes I'm making. And these are the products I need without even really talking about the products. So it was really fun. And then we added like little eyes on their, their products. It was so funny. That's amazing. So literally turning like a little mascara and putting eyes on the mascara and having it like move and walk. It's like a feature on TikTok where you can add eyes and the mouth to people's like to the products and you move their mouth by you talking on it. So yes, I have seen that. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Okay, so clever. So clever. Within the platform, what do you think, or maybe even just you personally with being a TikTok coach, what do you think is the most challenging but also exciting aspect of the work that you do? Okay, the challenging part is I don't want people to think that if you just get on TikTok, you're going to have overnight success. You need to be consistent with it. And and think of TikTok as like a football game. You have a goal and you're moving towards that goal, but sometimes you're going to get setbacks and and it's okay. And But you still move towards your goal and be consistent with the strategies that we're teaching you along the way. So don't give up so soon. And the most rewarding part is just seeing these little brands I'm working with just grow overnight over like two weeks, three weeks, four weeks at a time. And they were, they were never thought that they could ever compete with the larger organizations or the larger brands or with any of the bigger brands out there that have millions and thousands of followers when they just only have one or two. And so that's the beauty of where TikTok is, is that it gives everyone the American dream chance where you don't need, you can be a nobody and nobody knows who you are. You can be a whole new business or organization coming onto this platform, but you can make a huge difference with your voice and your message for them. Love that. Quick note on that. Is it true that it's, I don't know if easy is the word, but you can grow a follower quicker on TikTok than Instagram? Is there truth to that? It is. There is truth. Again, it's a whole network versus I'm getting your content sent out to more people that aren't following you. And so it is much, much easier. Again, it's video. People share videos more often than a post. And the idea of TikTok being more authentic than Instagram is another big bonus. We're no longer 2012 where we want picture perfect husband and wives on Instagram. We want authenticity. We want to see the messiness. We want to see the realness of your brands. And you see the large organizations doing that as well. They're putting a face on McDonald's. They're putting a face to Amazon on TikTok. Amazing. I love that. I also want to note for people, if you're not aware of this, TikTok, it's only video content. There is no static images. If you didn't know, there are no carousels. It is a video only platform. So Big difference there between the two. And that's why Instagram is saying they're putting so much more emphasis on video because they're seeing the success of TikTok and YouTube. So love that. And on the flip side, what's the most exciting thing? The most exciting thing? uh, I mean, besides seeing my clients just grow so much and just ask, like when they tell me that we need to pause our marketing plan, that's a good problem to have. That's telling me that it's working and like you're seeing way more success than you imagine. But the most exciting thing, I mean, it's seeing people change the way they market as well. And I say that with with love. There's a lot of old businesses or old money out there, like insurance companies, accountants, engineering firms, mortgage brokers. They're all based on referrals. And so when you are coming from an industry that is so competitive, 
jumping onto TikTok, doing something very new and different from your competition. It's so exciting seeing how their face lights up and how exciting this can be the way that they're making their topic that can be normally a little bit more dry in a fun and lightning way that people are just seeing it as so as well. Love that. That's amazing. And that's true too. I think in the nonprofit industry, there's been a lot of hashtag challenges. Can you quickly just speak to, because when you log on to TikTok, you have the opportunity to see trending hashtags and or challenges. We see these a lot with dances. Can you explain what exactly people are seeing and what's happening on that screen? Okay, so I think you're referring to a discovery page. So what happens is if you're starting new on TikTok, don't worry, you're going to get a lot of random content thrown at you, like dancers, teenagers, pranks, entertaining stuff. And you're going to be like, what's going on? Sam told me to jump on and I'm just like, I don't want to be here. And it's because TikTok's going to send you viral content that's already done well. So then hopes that it sticks with you as well. So they're still trying to figure out what you like until you set the algorithm up. Now, the discovery page is where you're going to type in your hashtags to find out your ideal audience. And so when you go to the discovery tab, it's where you're going to also see a bunch of content that's been broken down by trends and challenges that people are doing currently on TikTok. But usually you're going to spend most of your time on the explore page, which is called the for you page. And this is what part where you're going to scroll about 80% of time on there, as well as your audience to find your videos. So I guess my my thing for this is I don't want you to worry too much about the discovery page. Just stay on the For You page and see what content's coming up for you. Got it. Okay. Very cool. So stay on the For You page. Awesome. Is there anything that you are testing right now when it comes to TikTok and working with brands? I mean, we're working on the ad side to really hone in on what's the best way to get your ads being seen on TikTok for the most bang for your buck. But in all essence, because there's going to be more paid advertisements on TikTok, competition is going to be fierce, meaning they're going to put the paid people spending their money on TikTok first in terms of being seen. So I really want you to remember, keep your content short and of quality. Don't just post to post about your cat. If your cat has nothing to do with your organization, or don't just talk about yourself when you haven't even posted at least 20 videos, that will come. People are going to ask about your organization. People are going to ask about why you do what you do, but focus your content on the value for your ideal audience. Your audience is the hero. You and your content and your organization should be the guide in getting them from point A to point B. Okay, perfect. I love that. So I'm going to jump into a section called We Must Know. So Sam, We Must Know, and maybe it is TikTok, but is there a social media or digital platform that you're really intrigued by right now? Besides TikTok, I mean, Clubhouse was really interesting as well, I would say. I really enjoyed Clubhouse because it hit the whole FOMO side of people (laughs) where you cannot record your sessions and you had to be live to join that's always been one of my top two favorites. Instagram, I'm still on. I mean, my, my audience is on there, so I'm going to be on there. But I do recommend getting on TikTok for the SEO as well as the video side. So SEO meaning TikTok recently partnered up with Google to make their short form videos on the first page of Google. Wow. Okay. So it's not, it's not longer just a Pinterest thing. It's also a TikTok thing. And so if your organization that serves single moms, and there's a lot of organizations that serves that, this is your opportunity to show up on the first page of Google under short form videos. Amazing. Okay. So this is where, just to break this down, if I'm searching on Google 
for even if I put in Dana Snyder, my name, right? Or if I'm an organization working in homelessness, like tips or how to get involved in homelessness, right? You could essentially rank not just a blog post. And I've seen YouTube videos pop up on the top before all the time because that's also owned by Google. So now you're saying alongside YouTube videos, short form videos, TikToks could show up on Google. TikTok videos are showing up. I've seen Facebook videos showing up. And so you really, really want to take this opportunity to really jump on that first mover opportunity to be on TikTok, to be seen as X of your organization on TikTok. Awesome. Beautiful. So who right now, another we must know, who on TikTok is doing it right? If there's an organization that wants to they're like, they're feeling interested, but they want to look around a bit and see who else is on there. Is there anybody that we should go check out and research? Okay. So in terms of organization, I can't name a non-for-profit off the top of my head right now, but take a look at like Duolingo. They do it so creatively in terms of how they, they don't even talk about their products. That's like the funniest thing. BarkBox did a really great campaign recently. More the simpler versions. Amazon does a really great job. Even Vessie, the shoes from Vancouver, they did a really good job on, on TikTok. Red Bull does a really good job. And so again, when you take a look at these accounts, you're going to see that there's a face to their accounts now. Like there's there's a face coming across on these corporate brands on there. And it's, it's so fun to watch. I know Sierra from New Story Charity, she also referenced Duolingo. And she's she said, she's like, I'm a fangirl over the Duolingo account because they literally take the mascot of Duolingo and do all these like funny videos. So I love that. So literally just start looking at other companies, start searching for other nonprofits on there, get a sense of what they're sharing. And I would just naturally look at what do you find, like as a user, what do you find entertaining or valuable? And then how can you put a unique twist on it for your organization? So I love that. Oh my gosh, Sam, there has been countless insights and good information wrapped up into this episode today. I would like to jump into a section called Ask and Receive. So this is where, how can the listeners help you? How can they support you? If there was one thing that you would like to ask for help or support on, what would that be? Honestly, I want you guys come and DM me and say like, I'm jumping on TikTok because of what you said on this podcast. And I'm like, yes, I can cheer you on as well. And I, and feel free to DM me on Instagram and I'll take a look at your account to give you a couple of tips here and there. But I want you guys to grow your organization using a platform like TikTok. Please do not sleep on it. Think of it as Instagram back in 2009 when everyone assumed it was just for kids. We are now at 2010 where Instagram is. And so please do not miss the boat on TikTok. Oh man, are you going to make me get on TikTok? I'm not even on TikTok yet. (laughs) (laughs) I think maybe I can convince you, but I do want you guys to all succeed. You guys started this huge organization for a reason. People need to know more about it. And so please leverage TikTok before it's too oversaturated. Amazing. Amazing. Where can listeners connect with you? Where can they find you? Where can they hire you? Where can they follow you? Give us all the good stuff. Feel free to follow me on Instagram or TikTok. Instagram at the TikTok coach and then on TikTok at the TikTok coach Sam V. Awesome. Beautiful. Amazing. Sam, you are 
a wealth of information and so fun to speak to. I look forward to watching all of your videos on TikTok and maybe I'll even create one of my own. We'll see. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. Thank you guys. Bye everyone. Can you tell I love talking all things digital? To make this show better, I'd be so grateful for your feedback. Leave a review, take a screenshot of this episode, share it on Instagram stories, and tag Positive Equation with one E so I can reshare and connect with you.